Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 127, five reasons your podcast audience isn't growing. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. Check out the website if you haven't already over at theaudacitytopodcast.com and check out my new WordPress plugin called Social Subscribe and Follow Links that gives you those awesome icons for iTunes and Miro and RSS and Stitcher and all of that on your website with a WordPress plugin by going to subscribeandfollow.com and check that out. I'll tell you more about that plugin at the end of the episode. But a question that many podcasters often have, and I often get asked this question, is how do I grow my audience? Well, sometimes to think about how to grow your audience, you have to think about it the opposite way. What is causing it to not grow? That's what this episode is about. Five reasons I think your podcast audience isn't growing. These five reasons come from my conversations with many different people who have asked, why isn't my podcast audience growing? Or how can I get new listeners? Or how can I grow my audience on YouTube or Facebook or, or any kind of social network around my podcast? And I've seen these same similar things across all of these podcasts that I've worked with and uh, reviewed and given them some tips on how they can grow their audiences. And these may not all apply to you, but they may apply. And if nothing else, you'll learn what to avoid and some little tips here and there of things you can do to grow your podcast audience from this. So here we go. Five reasons your podcast audience isn't growing. Number one, you have weak content. Weak content can really take many forms. It it could be that you're just in a really saturated area, like technology and gadgets. Please don't start a new technology podcast or a new gadget podcast. Many of the mobile devices and mobile apps fields are also very saturated. So if you start a podcast in that field covering that certain topic, then you are just one tiny little minnow in a giant lake with really big fish in it, you're not going to stand out. People aren't going to find you. Try not to pick a topic that everyone else is in that topic. And it seems like technology is one of those topics. Gadgets and certain other things too. Business, marketing, very, very saturated topics. So if you're in one of those topics and your audience isn't growing, that's probably why. You're one of tiny, tiny little group of minnows trying to survive in this giant lake with lots of other big fish. But it could also be that you're not bringing unique content to the field. Consider a TV show fan podcast, for example. I've listened to many different TV show fan podcasts about many different TV shows. Of course, once upon a time, since I podcast about that, but also the TV show Lost, Flash Forward, Heroes, uh, Chuck, and several other podcasts about these TV shows. And I have found certain TV show fan podcasts have great success because they really bring a unique approach to the TV show, unique theories. They they have a great way that they approach the content. They have great content talking about the TV show. 
But yeah, I've seen other or heard other TV show fan podcasts where they're not really bringing great content. They're bringing weak content and most of their time is spent pretty much just rehashing what already happened in the episode. So it's saying this happened and then this happened and then this happened and this happened. I thought this was going to happen, but instead this happened. That kind of thing does not bring strong content to a podcast. That's weak content. You're just reviewing the show, re rehashing the show, which if people only want to know what happened in the episode of the TV show, they could go back and watch the episode of the TV show if they really wanted to know just what happened, the play-by-play, scene-by-scene. But it could also be that your content is weak by being something that others just don't care about. Like, I'm sorry, but your personal life is something that many people probably don't care about unless you're someone famous. If Steve Jobs had started a podcast when he was alive, a lot of people would have subscribed to that podcast because they just want to know what Steve Jobs, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, what he's doing with his life and where he gets his innovation and inspiration because he's a celebrity. We're not celebrities. I'm not a celebrity. Even though I won a podcast award, I still don't consider myself a celebrity, an internet celebrity or anything like that. So if I started a podcast about my personal life, some of you might want to listen to that because you're interested in me as a person. You have a relationship with me, which we're going to talk about relationships a little bit later on in this episode. But you, for some reason, want to know what's going on in my personal life. But do consider this. Is the content something that other people would want to share with their friends? So while I might make a podcast that's about my personal life, and some of you might want to listen to it, is it really something that you're going to tell other people about? Hey, listen to this podcast where I heard this guy talk about what he had for breakfast this morning and how his day is going. It's, he's a really cool guy. I like him. Um, I think you would like him too, maybe, listen to his podcast, and uh, maybe not. So it's weak content because it's not something that people would want to share with other people. Don't think about just what your audience wants to hear or what you think they might want to hear, but also think about what would they want to share with other people. That is great content. So Reason number one is you have weak content. Now, you've often heard this phrase. Maybe you've heard it too often. I think it's said way too often in podcasting besides podcast with passion. But the phrase content is king. As much overused as I think that phrase is, I still believe it's true. Content really is king. Choose content that is valuable, that's priceless to other people. Just think about Based on these couple titles of podcast episodes, think about which one has more interesting content just from the title. Number one, summer is coming up. Or number two, 10 ways to be awesome this summer. Which one seems more interesting to you? And which one do you think, just from the title, that tiny little snippet of content that I gave you, which one do you think you might be more interested in sharing with someone else? Well, the first one really tells you nothing about it, so you have no idea what kind of content it is, so I can understand if you're thinking, well, I don't know what kind of content that is, so I don't know whether I would want to share it or not. But 10 Ways to Be Awesome This Summer, 
well, then you might want to share that with your friends whom you want to be awesome too. Or you can share with your friends, hey, I'm trying to follow these 10 ways to be awesome this summer. You want to join me with it? That's something that you would share. It's strong content. So reason number one, your podcast audience isn't growing. You have weak content. Reason number two, which is a very, very close tie with number one, and some people might put this above number one. Reason number two, your podcast audience isn't growing. You present your content poorly. He chose poorly. It's totally possible to have amazing dynamite content that others will want to share. They'll want to listen to it. They'll want to listen to it over and over again. The content is great. The content is keen and the keen is fat and wealthy and wherever you want to take that metaphor. But the presentation is really just as important. And some people would say presentation is even more important than the content itself. Learn how to present your message in a logical, understandable way. This could mean many different things. Your presentation quality could be your production quality, or it could be how you speak, or it could be the order in which you present your information, and many different things. I talk about podcasting with passion, organization, and dialogue. This is the organization bit. Organizing your thoughts, organizing your content so that you are presenting it very well and communicating very clearly to your audience. If you're not doing this, then you might have great content and your audience is just enduring you. They like your content and they don't like you. You don't want to be in that situation. It's actually better for your audience to like you and not like your content. But the best place to be is really for your audience to like your content and to like you. So work on presenting it well. I'm not talking about that you have to learn how to speak publicly in front of an audience of thousands of people. I love public speaking. I really get into it. I'm really passionate when I do public speaking. And I'm also starting to do some public speaking consulting and presentations consulting for people. If that's something you're interested in, I'd love to hear from you. Theaudacitypodcast.com slash consulting. But it's more than just learning how to speak publicly, but learning how to think clearly and relate your message. In a marriage Think about how important communication is in a marriage and learning to communicate with your spouse. My wife, Jenny, and I are going through this now. We're learning how to communicate. Sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes it's hilarious. Sometimes it's opposite of hilarious. But we are learning to communicate, understand each other's languages, and learning how to communicate in each other's languages or styles or the the certain ways that we appreciate understanding something the best. Apply this to your podcast. Present your content really well. Some ways that people present their content poorly would be um, like, um, uh, you know, when someone is um, trying to um, podcast and uh, they're telling you something that's... um, you know, amazing content. Here are uh, five ways that, uh, you know, you could be awesome in um, uh, summer, this uh, this summer, this year. Total. I hope that annoyed you. It annoyed me just hearing myself saying that and doing that. But that's the way some podcasts are, and it's terrible. Get excited. 
If you have to, drink a Monster Drink or Red Bull or something before you podcast. I don't necessarily recommend that, but get excited, be passionate. And most importantly, though, more than I think just getting excited, present your content well. You can be really excited about something and present your content poorly. I know some people like this, not podcasters, but just some personal people that they can be really passionate about their topic. And when they talk to me, I have no idea what they're saying because they're passionate about something, but whatever they're presenting, they're all over the place and I can't tell what they are talking about. So present your content well, communicate clearly, know what your audience needs and give that to them as a takeaway in your podcast. Give them something to take from it. Otherwise, you're just talking. So why is your podcast audience not growing? Because you present your content poorly. Number three, your website is ineffective. Yeah, this isn't actually in your podcast part, but your website is the home to your podcast. And if your podcast doesn't have a website, then it's really a homeless podcast. More than half of my podcast audience comes through my website. This is uh, internet searches, links from other websites, internal links from one post to an older post. This is uh, social media links and so much more. So people are coming to my website through different means or I'm sending them to my website. And I've worked very hard to make my website effective. Your website needs to be effective to present your content front and center on your website, not literally centered on the site, but that's the most prominent thing should be your content. But your content and also the design of your site and elements on your site should be pointing people to a strong call to action. A call to action is something you want people to do in the podcast. I can tell you as a call to action, I can say, Please comment on the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 127 to let me know whether you agree or disagree with this list, what your experience has been, and why you've stopped listening to certain podcasts. That's a call to action right there. A call to action on your site could be, if you like this content, then please subscribe in iTunes or get the free podcast automatically or anything like that. Those are calls to action, and you want to turn your website visitors from just visitors to subscribers, whatever subscription method that is possible. One way that you can do this is with my new plugin, Social Subscribe and Follow Links for WordPress. This allows you to create these great looking icons on your site that work beautifully on retina screens, high resolution screens. They scale really well. They're not pixel based at all. So no matter what size they are, no matter how much you zoom in on your site or how big you make these buttons, they look beautiful and they have nice fade ins and fade outs because they're not images. They are special icons. The social subscribe and follow links plugin for WordPress will let you create these calls to action for your podcast. Check out subscribeandfollow.com. It's currently on sale through the end of May 2013. After that, it goes up to its regular price, but you can always get it by going to subscribeandfollow.com. And if you go to the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 127, under point three, you'll see an example of this, that you'll see a really nice looking button with the YouTube icon, and it says, subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's a call to action. And the social subscribe and follow links plugin for WordPress will help make 
these calls to action easier for you. You could have subscribe in iTunes. You could change whatever text it says. You could say, follow me on Twitter or email me or even use the email icon instead of saying email me. It could be subscribe to my email newsletter, anything like that. You can make these great icons with the link. But even without my plugin, you can still have a great website. I'm not saying you have to get my plugin. I'd love it if you would. And I've got continuing updates to that. Like even just recently, someone said, hey, how about a Pinterest icon? I thought, that's a great idea. Lots of podcasters are taking advantage of Pinterest and they want people to subscribe and follow them on Pinterest. So I added a Pinterest button. There are now a bunch of networks supported through subscribe and follow. So check it out at subscribeandfollow.com. But think about your website and are you reaching your audience the best way possible? Some people are a little hesitant to put too much information in their show notes because they might think, well, if I make my show notes so great, then people aren't going to listen to the podcast or watch the podcast. So what? Do you want people to consume your content or not? Does it really matter how they consume it? I think it's more important that they consume the content and know that you can provide this great content, you can present it well, you provide a great website for this content and present all of this on your site. Does it really matter whether they click play or whether they read the site? I would say, no, it doesn't. I know we're tempted to look at those numbers and think that, well, I really want to get more subscribers to my podcast and downloaders. But which is more important, listeners or viewers or people getting your content in the way that's most convenient to them and loving you for making it convenient for them to get the content their way? So if your website is ineffective, you're going to have a lot of trouble growing your podcast audience because you should be pointing them to your website as your home for your podcast, not somewhere else, not SoundCloud, not some third-party hosted site, and f- please, for the love of everything, not Podbean, but you should have your own website where you're pointing people to that site so it's the most effective, you have full control over it, and that's your home for your site. So when people go there, they know that's your podcast site, they know how to subscribe to your podcast, they know how to consume your content through your site. With an ineffective website, you won't grow your audience. Number four, reason your podcast isn't growing, you're expecting everyone to find you. You're familiar with the phrase, if you build it, they will come. That's from Field of Dreams. It's the worst marketing advice ever from Hollywood. Yeah, it's true that if you optimize your content for stuff like search engines, that that can help. Things like writing great show notes, writing compelling titles, coming up uh, with a descriptive name for your podcast, that all helps people find you better. Yes, that's true. But if you build it, they will come is not true completely on the internet. This is the passive approach, just waiting to get lucky for someone to find you and subscribe to you. Now, some people, yes, do run into luck with this. If they happen to create a podcast that fills a gap that people are looking for. For example, when I created our Once Upon a Time podcast at oncepodcast.com, people were looking for Once Upon a Time podcasts in iTunes. They would search iTunes for Once Upon a Time, either looking for the TV show or the soundtrack, or maybe looking for podcasts, and they would see my podcast there. So yes, I was lucky in that sense because this is something people are looking for. 
but many other topics, often people won't think to look for it. We have many subscribers to our Once Upon a Time podcast that we are their first podcast they've ever subscribed to because we somehow reached out to them. They connected with us. They wanted to start listening and they got hooked. That's the tip. Be proactive. You have to work to grow your audience. Go out there, find your audience and invite them to your podcast. Yes, it's hard work, but it pays off. But keep in mind, whenever you're going to market your podcast, contribute first, promote second. Contribute first, promote second. Contribute to the conversation. Contribute with the solution. Add something. Don't just come in saying, hey, everybody, with your guns blazing, promotional guns blazing, saying, hey, everybody, subscribe to my podcast, subscribe to my podcast. No, first Be a part of the conversation. Say something. Contribute. Let people get to know you. Get to know them. Connect with people. Then you can say, hey, I also have a podcast where I talk about this. But be very careful with that. You can do this in forums. Start conversations. Join conversations. But don't join a forum saying, hey, everybody, I've got this podcast that y'all will love. And then they'll mark you as a spammer because they've never heard from you before. You have one post, and that one post is you promoting your own stuff. Bad way to go. Contribute first, promote second. Here's an example, something you might run into on Twitter. I could say, hey, you can fix that podcast problem with blah, blah, blah. By the way, listen to my podcast about puppies. What? Wait, fix a podcast problem, and I, that's why I should listen to the podcast about puppies? You see, there's no connection there. That's just my spamming you with information. Instead, you could say, if you have a puppy podcast, you could say, hey, you can train your puppy with blah, blah, blah. By the way, I also host a podcast about puppies with tips like this and more. Something like that. Or, hey, can you send me one of your podcast training tips that I can include in my podcast that I host over at your website? Go out there and find people, invite them in, but don't just promote yourself. Contribute first, whether it's on social media, in groups or forums, or even just your own website. Contribute first, promote second. By giving first, people will respect you more and they will see more of why they should listen to you in the first place. Missionaries do this a lot when they go into tribes. They will first help the people. They will contribute to the people. They get to know the people. They don't just go to a tribe, sit back and say, hey, everybody, we're going to set up a church right here. Everybody come to it. Come, come right right now. Come. No, they contribute to everyone. They build relationships and then people trust them and are interested to hear what message that they have to share. So why isn't your podcast audience growing? Reason number four, you're expecting everyone to find you. Reason number five, you aren't building relationships. As the old adage goes, it's not what you know, it's who you know. This is really true in podcasting, but it doesn't mean that you have to know famous people. Know your audience. That's who is most important for you to know in your podcast. If you know your audience, that matters more than what knowledge you have. 
podcasting is so much more personal than radio, TV, books, many other medium. Even blogs are not as personal as podcasting because especially with an audio podcast, people are sticking you directly in your ear. My friend John Wilkerson from thewiredhomeschool.com has this phrase he often says in his podcast. He says, thank you for sticking me in your ear. And that's really what people do when they listen to your podcast. They're sticking you in their ears. They're also inviting you on their drive to work with them, on their jog, while they exercise, while they do yard work, while they're working at their job, all sorts of places that they will go and bring you along with them to spend time together consuming your content. So this is so much more personal to them because they're inviting you. They will begin to feel like they're getting to know you because they're inviting you along in all of these situations and they're hearing your voice much more frequently than many other people's voices while they're doing these things and they appreciate the content that you're sharing. So a way that you can build the relationship with them, not just give, 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 give in just content, but also dialogue with them. I talk about podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. It's not just a cute thing. Sometimes I think about, "Eh, maybe I should take that out because it's only just a cute thing. But then I remember, no, that is really the thing. Podcasting should be done with dialogue, dialoguing with you and your listeners, or you could have a dialogue with your co-hosts. Try to include their feedback in your podcast. When you include their feedback, they become a part of the podcast. And there are many different ways that you can include feedback in your podcast. If you go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash 104, then you'll hear my episode about how to get feedback from your audience. And in episode 103, I talked about different ways to receive feedback feedback, different technical ways that you could receive feedback from your audience. So go back and listen to those if you haven't heard them yet. But check those out. Uh, and I'll also have links for those in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash uh, 127. But keep this in mind. The most important word to anyone and everyone is their own name. So use names when you can. But be careful with this. Don't make it seem like it's a social club where you're always mentioning the same few names or you are acting like you're podcasting to just that one person and thus alienating everyone else out there. And also don't seem like a name dropper and say, yeah, the other day I was with my good buddy, President Barack Obama, and we were out getting breakfast together and my good buddy, President Barack Obama said this and that's name dropping. But when you name someone, name them to lift them up, not yourself. See, name dropping lifts yourself up saying, hey, I know this person. I'm special because I know this person. But naming someone to lift them up is saying, I want you guys to meet this person. I want you as my listeners to meet them. Whenever I mention names, that's why I mention a name is because I want you to know who I'm talking about or I want you to be familiar with that name. Go check their stuff out. Not because I'm saying, oh, hey, I know this person. I know this person. This is my great friend, President Barack Obama. We play tennis together, have breakfast together, anything like that. Now, I'm wanting you to check out their stuff too and lifting them up by mentioning their names. And whenever I include feedback in podcast episodes, I include people's names. 
But relationships are more than just the screen names when you have uh, uh, SOS 578 or or the Kidge or something like that. But knowing people's actual names can help you build relationships with your audience. They may not want you to use their name in the podcast. Do check with them on that and be careful about that. But still, knowing their names and when you have personal correspondence with them, this can be a great way. Instead of just saying, hey, thank you so much for that Darth Mommy 27. Or say, hey, thank you so much for that, Rachel. I really appreciate the feedback. I'll include that in the next podcast episode. It's so much more personal to them because it's suddenly, they called me by my real name. Not just Darth Mommy 27. They called me my by my real name. I, they know me. That is the most important word to most people, their own names. Try to build these communities from your relationships. Because when you build a community, then the community will take care of each other, take care of you, and help bring others in. Think about it like in a church. The pastor doesn't tell everyone, nobody go bring anybody, nobody invite anybody to church. I'm going to do it all, so don't anybody else worry about it. I'll take care of it. If the pastor tried to do that, he would not bring many people to the church. Now, many pastors do that, and they do try and reach out there, bring people, invite people, but they encourage the community, the congregation, also to go out and invite people. Encourage your own community to do this, and they will do it. For example, with the Once Upon a Time podcast, someone might be listening to a Once Upon a Time podcast and they really like the TV show Once Upon a Time. And then at work, they hear someone else mention, hey, did you see that TV show last night, Once Upon a Time? I can't figure out what's going on. And then that person can peak, it peaks their interest and they say, hey, you watch Once Upon a Time too? I do too. I love the show. I listen to this podcast over at oncepodcast.com. And in fact, they included my voicemail just a couple episodes ago. But if you go there, they talked about this issue and they really helped clear it up, what this could mean and or what this actually means, or they pointed out this little thing here. That is the community doing your promotion for you. They're helping you grow your audience. It's great to provide tools like this for the people that you have relationships with to be able to promote you and your podcast. This could be banners that they can put on their website. This could be uh, business cards for your podcast that you could pass out or offer to mail to your listeners, which by the way, if you want to help promote any of my podcasts, I do have business cards for my different podcasts. I'd be happy to send you a bunch if you'll email me, feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com and let me know which podcasts you'd like to promote or if you just want to promote my business card for my uh, freelancing services. But use things to build relationships. You can also, as as taboo as this sounds, you can also build relationships with your competition. (gasps) Yes, that's true. But that's what I love doing with people like Ray Ortega from Podcaster Studio, Dave Jackson from School of Podcasting, Cliff Ravenscraft from Podcast Answer Man, and many others. We enjoy uh, Mike Russell from Music Radio Creative. We enjoy working together And it's not competition. Technically, yes, we're competition. They might get business that I won't get. I might get business that they don't get. Technically, yeah, we're competition. But we love cooperating on things. Like I had Dave Jackson on my podcast several episodes ago, and he's going to have me on his podcast, schoolofpodcasting.com, 
really soon. So we are working together. It's cooperating, not competition. You could use that word, coopetition, if you really enjoy made up, mashed together, smushed up words like that, which as you can tell, I don't really, unless it's a common thing. But look for ways to build relationships with your competition. Check out episode 108, where I talked about how to build community, not competition, with your podcast. So five reasons your podcast isn't growing. Number one, you have weak content. Number two, you present your content poorly. Number three, your website is ineffective. Number four, you're expecting everyone to find you. And number five, you aren't building relationships. The reason I did not include on here, because it's most likely not true for all of us, is that your audience size has plateaued. And that would be that you are reaching every possible podcast subscriber who would ever be interested in your content. Is that really true? Probably not. Even if your numbers even out, that's not, that isn't completely the case. I've seen this with my Once Upon a Time podcast and talking with several of the other Once Upon a Time podcasters. They've also seen their numbers either just start to stagnate, stay at the same number, or drop a little. And that's because interest is waning just a little bit in the TV show. It's had a rough second season, but still, I think, some great content. But some people are unsubscribing from podcasts about the show. But do any of us have millions of subscribers? No. How many people watch the TV show? Millions. So those are still millions of people who might be interested in the podcast. And many people listen to our Once Upon a Time podcast as their one and only podcast or the first podcast they've ever been exposed to. So don't think just because they don't listen to podcasts already that they wouldn't be interested in podcasts on their topic. Build relationships with people. Try to get to know them by their first name. Know a little bit about them, where they're from, what their interests are, if they have their own podcast. Get to know people. Build those relationships and work on all of these things. Avoid these things that I mentioned, these five points, and your audience will have an easier time growing. But it takes more work than just not doing things. It takes work to do things to grow your audience, which I'll talk about later on. Now, I've got a great story that I want to share with you from Carl Valeri. He is a client of mine that hired me originally to design some podcast cover art for him, but then it just kept expanding that he wanted other things designed and implementations of other stuff because he loved the podcast cover art I designed for him. Check out his podcast at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Here's his email that he sent to me that really ties this in together and makes a great point, I think, by this email. Thank you for your outstanding work you have done in designing my podcast cover art, rebranding my website, and for answering all my podcasting questions. You truly have played a key role in my podcasting success. I hope you will share my story with your listeners to encourage and make people realize that you never know what doors may open in life due to podcasting. This year, I started working for a company with a large brand name. In my first week with the company, I was approached by the vice president of communications who said she had seen what I had been doing with social media and podcasting. Her statement at first made me nervous because I thought I was in trouble for something I said. To my great surprise, she wanted me to play a role in producing podcasts and videos promoting their brand. As you can imagine, I was shocked and excited at the same time. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. A few months later, 
I was asked to play a key role in conducting interviews during an event where my employer was the first company in the United States to donate in such a unique manner to a nonprofit organization. This led to much exposure from me among the various company vice presidents attending the event. Because of my conducting these interviews, I was asked to play an even larger role in promoting their brand through podcasts, internet, and television. When I started podcasting, I did not know it would lead to this amazing career and financial opportunity. What I did know when I started my podcast was I had a passion for my topic and I was driven to help others achieve their goals. Please let your audience know if they are thinking of starting a podcast or have been podcasting for years, it is important to persevere and to podcast with passion. You never know what doors podcasting may open in your life. As you can see, my show has opened doors to incredible opportunities in my life. I have faith podcasting will open doors of opportunity and bring many blessings in your listeners' lives. Keep podcasting with passion. From Carl Valeri of the Aviation Careers Podcast at aviationcareerspodcast.com. This is an awesome, awesome story. Thank you so much, Carl, for sending this message. And did you hear or notice something was missing from Carl's email? Never did he say how many people were listening to his podcast. Nowhere in this. I didn't just remove it. He never said, I started with 10 listeners and then I got a hundred and I got a thousand and I got 10,000 and now I'm making millions of dollars because I have 10,000 listeners. He never said anything tied to the number of his listeners, but it was all tied to these things. He was building his audience by building relationships. He wasn't expecting people to just find him. He had an effective website. I helped a little bit with that. He presents his content really well, and he has great content. Because of these things, he's now having great success in pursuing his passions and fulfilling his dreams because of his podcast. And it's not tied to how many people are listening to his podcast. It's tied to how well he's podcasting and how well he's building those relationships, the most important things about podcasting. So awesome success story. You got to check out his podcast over at aviationcareerspodcast.com and check out his podcast cover art too, because that's something I designed for him. I can design for you too at podcastcoverart.com. So thank you so much, Carl, for sending that in. It makes the great point for us that it really doesn't matter about the audience size. It is how you're connecting and how you're podcasting that matters most. So I'd love to hear from you, whether you agree or disagree with these notes, or maybe what is it that has made you stop becoming an audience member for particular podcasts. Please comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 127. I'd love to hear from you, your experience, your thoughts on this content, maybe something you'd like to add to this content as well. Please comment there on the comments section of theaudacitypodcast.com slash 127. Also, go to subscribeandfollow.com and check out my new premium WordPress plugin while it's on sale during the month of May 2013. It is a wonderful plugin, in my opinion, because it 
fulfills a need I had. And I'm seeing that's fulfilling needs that many other podcasters have. But it's not just for podcasters. It can be for bloggers or really anyone who has a website that wants to encourage people to subscribe or follow them in many of these different social networks. There are many networks supported, many more features yet to come. And I'm so happy with the direction that this plugin is going. And many, uh, everyone that has gotten it so far has uh, that's contacted me has told me how much they like the plugin and they are really enjoying it. So check it out at subscribeandfollow.com. I just recently hosted another Learn Audacity webinar and it was really great. We had a lot of time to talk about Audacity from the ground up, how to install it, how to use it for editing, for enhancing, for recording, for exporting, for all kinds of things, really with a good focus on podcasting. And I don't have another webinar scheduled yet. I am looking at when I might be able to schedule another one, maybe in the summertime, maybe sometime in June, probably third weekend in June. But you can always go to learnaudacity.com to find out when the next webinar is for how to learn Audacity, how to use Audacity for podcasting. That's the main focus, but also it applies to many other things, audiobooks, audio dramas, music editing, and more. And it's also a chance for you to get to ask me questions about, hey, how can I do this in Audacity? Can you show me how to do this? So check that out at learnaudacity.com when I have the next webinar scheduled. And get the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com so you can find the links to all of the past episodes that I mentioned that you should check out. Get the link to Carl Valeri's Aviation Careers Podcast and let me know what you thought of this content at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 127. I'd also love for you to leave some ratings and reviews in iTunes if you would. Go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes and leave a review of what you think of the show. It encourages me and it helps other people find the podcast as well. And also, I'd love some reviews for the video edition of the podcast, which you can subscribe to completely different content, completely different style of presentation over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes video or on YouTube at theaudacitypodcast.com slash YouTube and you can subscribe there. Please follow me on Twitter at the Ramen Noodle and send me your feedback for future episodes by emailing feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or call 903-231-2221 or you can also send a voice message through the website theaudacitypodcast.com on your computer or iOS device. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you so much for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Like theorize over the Once Upon a Time TV show and get your summer fixed during the hiatus. Or you can laugh with our clean comedy. You can learn how to be productive in your personal and professional life. Or get Christian worldview on politics and international issues. And also learn critical thinking on movies, especially with our recent review of Iron Man 3. It's all over there at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech... 
It's here. Find more at techpodcast.com where you can subscribe to shows like iPad365 or Day in Tech History, the new media show, Google, the Android Vibe, and so much more over there at techpodcast.com.